This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Marinero, the sick podcast, and more and more people are starting to ask, will he ever play a game for the Montreal Canadiens? We'll tackle that as well on this Monday, April 4th, Team Picture Day. Three were MIA, two of which were players. Who were they and why? And he's practicing with his teammates, and many believe he's closer than ever. When, where, and how many We'll tackle that with Brendan Kelly. What the puck of the Montreal Gazette. He's coming up right here on the sick podcast. I'm Marinero. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast with Tony Marinero. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. Now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Well, the Montreal Canadiens are not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I know that for a fact because they've been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and that for a couple of weeks now. But they did defeat the defending uh, Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, who have won back-to-back championships over the past couple of years on the weekend by a score of 5-4 to four in a shootout. And I bring in today, Brendan Kelly from the Montreal Gazette. What's going on? Hey, Tony. Just a uh, sunny Monday. Habs win a great game Saturday night. Uh, life yeah. is good. Look at that hair. It's unbelievable. It's a sick podcast. It's brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Brendan, intense like you and I by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passion in order to make their mark. And Lacage. And Brendan, if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time that you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. And as a matter of fact, I know when you're going back, for sure you will be there at Lacage. The carry on Saturday, April the 23rd. Guess why? Because we will be having our sick podcast one year anniversary get together at Lacage the carry on Saturday, April 23rd. And Brendan Kelly, you're my guest. I love to be there. I know I I, uh, had to drop out last minute for the last uh, party. My apologies. So I'll be there on the 23rd. Oh, really? Did you have a hot date or something that day or what? Yeah, exactly. How did you know? I, I figured. All right. Okay. Look, I want to, it was, it was team picture day today at the Bell Center and three were MIA. 
Andrew Molson, co-owner of the Montreal Canadiens. Don't know why, but I would imagine there was another engagement obligation or maybe out of town. And we were told that his picture will be photoshopped in. And two of the three were players. Jonathan Drouin, who we've also been told will be photoshopped in. And Shea Weber, who was not there at the beginning of the season for the first team pitcher. And he was not there today near the end of the season in the final month for the second team pitcher. Now, on Drew, in Drouin's case, seeing as he's going to be photoshopped in, Brendan, it leads me to believe that he was either under the weather or out of town. Uh, we know that he's seeking a second opinion on his wrist injury. Dr. Mulder told us a couple of days ago that the Canadian's medical team believes that he needs uh, a surgery and Drouin would rather avoid it, so he seeked a second opinion. Now, whether he has it or he wants to avoid it, his season is over. But I would imagine there's a valid excuse for Jonathan Drouin. But now, Shea Weber, your thoughts on him? We haven't talked about him for a while. You know what? This thing is really beginning to, to, to bother me. You know, the fact that here's this guy who is the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Like, he's still the captain. We don't have another captain this year. Has not played since uh, the final game in the Stanley Cup final last spring, uh, early July, I believe, against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, okay, so Mark Bergevin comes out at a press conference, the, the end-of-year press conference, and says he believes, general manager at the time of the Canadien, just to remind you, he says uh, he's pretty sure Shea Weber will never play again. Then, complete radio silence from Weber. We have not heard one word from him in public since. He podcast silence too by the way podcast silence too yeah exactly just has yeah. not said a word to anyone uh publicly and um has not appeared at the bell center to me for him to not appear at the first game of the season unless you can tell me he can't walk around but we know that's not true because he did show up at seattle in that game and did not speak to the media when they played the crack in out west can i add um, something that's an outrage yeah, I'd like to add something. He had also showed up um, earlier on in the season. As a matter of fact, um, he was in town when the Canadians uh, relieved Mark Bergevin of his duties. He oh, was really? in. Yeah, he, he did was, not appear at a game, correct? Uh, no, no. He, had, he he was in town. I think for a couple of days to hang out with the team. And um, and um, when Mark Bergevin was relieved of his duties, I can tell you that three players the next day uh, met with Mark Bergevin for a bite to eat at lunchtime. And Shea Weber was one of those three players. Who are the other two? Do I have to tell you everything? Yeah. Sherrod and Gallagher. Anyways, not surprised by that. But so, and they can be friends with Mark Bergevin. That's fine. Yeah. But you explain to me. You No, but seriously, it is a serious question. You explain to me, and I know it's not up to you to explain, it's up to the Canadiens to explain, new era of transparency. We're on the same page. We like the Gordon Hughes regime. We love the Chantal Maccabee regime, more open. So be open about Shea Weber. Why is it that he hasn't spoken to Canadiens fans? And so people go on and on and on about the leadership that Shea Weber provided. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but he's not providing any leadership this year. And why is that? I mean, is, is, is it just a matter of money? Is he afraid to talk to the media because he feels well, he might 
you know, trip on his words and say something yeah. that will become an issue in terms of him continuing to receive his salary. I'm just putting that out there because I have yeah. no idea why he's not there. And I think it is absolutely wrong. And I think the team needs to address team management needs to address this. So I don't remember when was the last time you and I agreed, but uh, it's going to be today. I'm going to tell you that right now because they completely mishandled this entire Shea Weber situation. The fact that Shea Weber was not there for opening night, I thought was a huge sign of disrespect to the fans. And now people have told me, hold on a second, hold on a second. Are you saying that Shea Weber is a disrespectful individual? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that on that night, he lacked respect towards the fan base. Now it can happen that you can lack respect one night, two nights, three nights, four nights, and that doesn't make you a disrespectful individual because you're probably a very respectful individual 360 out of 365 days a year. But on that night, they dropped the ball. He dropped the ball that he isn't, hasn't been around the team on more than one occasion. In terms of Chantal, who uh, has done uh, a great job, um, she got Carrie Price to speak. She got Dr. Mulder to speak. She got the media invited at Team Photo Day. She um, she asked Cole Caulfield to show his personality more. All of that has happened. It leads me to believe Chantal's got a great pulse for these things. It, Chantal knows that the fan base wants to hear from Shea Weber. It leads me to believe that she has already suggested it. Uh, he's turned her down. That's what it and, sounds and like. Look, to me we know he doesn't like talking to the media. I don't care. I don't care. To the media, in turn, is, is talking. It's part yeah, of the yeah, job. Right. When they say when they say that Shea Weber doesn't like speaking to the media, I know he doesn't. You talk to people in the broadcast industry; he hates doing one-on-one -on -one interviews. So does Carrie, and it's like tough. Go get another job if you don't like speaking to the media, because part of your job is to speak to the media. And for the captain, you know what? We with Mark Bergevin, who now has been fired, so we don't know what you know what was behind him saying he's not going to play again. We know nothing about what's wrong with Shea Weber. I mean, we know the past, you know, the questions of what you know the foot and all that. It, that for him not to come out and speak to the fan base and speaking to the journalists and speaking to the fan base, I'm I'm with you. It shows yeah. it doesn't show a lack of respect. It shows contempt for the fans, and it's unacceptable. Well, I mean, uh, we know what's wrong. I mean, there's a foot slash ankle injury there. And Nick Kiprios told us a couple of years ago when he tweeted that he thought that Shea Weber's career could be over and Shea Weber actually returned within one week after that. And a lot of people took issue with Nick Kiprios saying, how could you say that? And you were wrong and this and that and whatever. And Nick Kiprios is very, very connected. Nick Kiprios was not wrong. Um, you know, because about a year and a half later, well, Shea Weber's career was over. So he was able to play on a, with a tremendous amount of pain, but he was basically told, listen, to fix the problem, you're going to need an operation, some kind of fusion. Once that's going to happen, you can never play hockey again. So he took the year off. They're going to see how it goes. By some miracle, if he no longer has pain, there's a possibility. But I think at this point, everyone is 99.99999% sure. As a matter of fact, they would probably even bet the house that Shea Weber is unofficially retired. And the reason why he's not talking, besides the fact that he doesn't like to talk, 
is that he doesn't want to slip up and say anything because right now the insurance money has kicked in and he's getting right. paid. And that's unacceptable and that shows contempt for the fan base and it's super uncool. And when you talk, we don't, you say we know what the injuries are. We know what they were. We have absolutely zero idea where he is right now in terms of those injuries. And to go back to the question, the you know, the Kiprios thing, one, one of the, you know, it was the Habs themselves who were apoplectic and furious with him and saying this is, this is this unreal that he said that. And it turned out it was true. And one of the issues with Weber has been that he was playing injured a lot of the time. And remember that, remember we took the shot on the foot and he's playing on yeah. the open foot. You know, the kind of damage that was done to him, you have to, you know, also say what kind of medical decisions were being made by the Canadiens medical staff to allow him to do that. I mean, obviously it's him too, but the, the doctors can also say, hey, you know what? If you play on that broken foot for three months like you do, you might end your career. And maybe yeah. that did end his career. This is what I don't get, by the way. Okay, so we get that he doesn't like talking to the media, which we believe is is whether you like it or you don't like it too bad. And by the way, he's been paid over $120 million gross over the course of his career. And he needs to understand that talking to the media is in turn talking to the fans. But okay, he doesn't like it and they don't make him speak because they're afraid he's going to slip up or whatever or he's afraid and or both. But, you know, I, I still don't get why he wasn't in the team picture at the beginning of the season, wasn't in the picture today, because if he didn't talk to them, want to talk to the media, all they had to say was members of the media, uh, Shea Weber wishes not to speak or Shea Weber is not going to be available to speak to you. But he's in the picture anyway, like until he's no longer the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, he's the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, is he not? Right. And, and, and him still being captain and not being a captain has caused enormous problems this year. I mean, at the beginning of the year, there clearly was a lack of leadership on the team. Well, hello, they didn't have a captain. So that didn't yeah. help. Things. They had obviously a coach who wasn't ready to coach in the National Hockey League as well. But so his that decision to keep him as captain, I think, was a terrible decision. I, I have no idea. Like it makes if you really think and even if he does come back, which seems like, you know, like very distant possibility. So you give him the seat back. You give it to Gallagher. You give it to whoever you give it to. And you say, listen, if Shea comes back, he gets it back. Yeah. But uh, So it was a bad decision to make. And, and Edmondson, Edmondson. They have to explain themselves. I think the management of the Kennedy needs to come out and tell us, hey, maybe there's an explanation for why he can't talk to us. Well, give it to us. Because uh, right now, me and you are saying, and I know a lot of fans are saying the same thing, he's showing contempt for the fan base. Yeah. And that's unacceptable. So explain it. I think Joel Edmondson should be the captain next year. I mean, you take a look at what he's done and, uh, you know, bringing Jordan Harris out for sushi and asking that they change the, the music and the intro at the Bell Center and uh, taking care of the, the rookie dinner. And he's the de facto captain on the team. And I think Suzuki's long-term contract kicks in next year. It's already too much pressure to begin with. Give him a couple of more years. Edmondson's got two more years on his contract. They're not going to trade him. I'd make Edmondson the captain for the next two years, and then I'll make it Nick Suzuki. All right. We talked about injured Shea Weber. Speaking of injured, it looks like he's no longer injured, and he's on his way back. Carey Price practiced with his teammates earlier today, according to many close to the situation who are there. He looked absolutely fantastic, as good as he's ever looked, and many believe that his return is closer than ever before. So my question to you is, when, where, and how many will he play? I I would not even venture a guess. I mean, to me, it's just beyond absurd, this situation. I mean, he, he was in the, the player assistance program in October for four weeks, dealing with what he himself said on his Instagram post 
was a very dark situation that he was in for years and years. So in four weeks, that's all cleared up, apparently. And then he returns to the team and they say he's back with the team. You remember that early November. Where, where are we now? We're in April. So you know what? He's, play, he's playing in practice, but I have no idea. Once again, I mean, you're right. Chantal McAvey got him to speak, but there was absolutely no information in that uh, press conference that he gave it several weeks back. Yeah. So I just well, don't well, know. Hold on a I'm second. just so tired. I'm yeah. just so tired of the Carey Price story. You know, I really am. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, just, it's kind of unbearable. How many years has it been, Tony? How many years? Five? What that do you mean he has not played a full, complete season where he's healthy mentally and yeah. physically. Five years? Enough. Well, enough. look, I'll say this. Um, I Carey Price is a star in the National Hockey League. I'm not going to call him a superstar because there's been too much, too many inconsistencies. Uh, for me, a superstar is Sidney Crosby. Great year, you know, year in, year out. Sidney Crosby. Got to win something to be a superstar. Alex Ovechkin. Well, not necessarily. Connor McDavid's never really won the Stanley Cup, but he's still a superstar. So I'll disagree with you on that one. But I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, Carey Price for me is the player that has a star label that has been, you know, the um, probably the most inconsistent star in the National Hockey League in the last decade to twelve years. I mean, it's. It's 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 up. It's down. It's up. It's down. And I've been there since day one with Carrie. I mean, it, it, it's remember the early years. I mean, where he was, you know, probably maybe brought into that position a, a little too early by by Ganey, and uh, then he know. loses his job to Halak. So the controversy's there from from day one. And of course, he's had some great runs, and most notably the Stanley Cup run in in twenty twenty one. And he was looking great also in the in the run in 2014 until he got run over by Kreider. So, uh, but he's been inconsistent since day one. And uh, I'm just, as I say, I'm not, you know, we don't, once again, this goes back kind of to the, to the Shea Weber discussion. Yeah. We have no idea what's going on with Carey Price. We have no idea what's going on with him mentally. You know, by the way, and I had a, a, an a email exchange with uh, Chantal McAvey about this. If you look on the uh, uh, cap friendly website as to his status, they, the Canadiens still have him listed under the player assistance program. And uh, he's not in that program anymore. And I was trying to get some clarity as to why that was. And there was no clarity to be had. Um, he still, and it, he still counts on the long-term injured reserve, but he's in the player assistance, which he's not in. So I don't know how that works. Right. But I just, like, it's just to the bigger point that okay. everything is a mystery around Carey Price. And, you know, so he comes back. Okay, so maybe you'll play some games. And then what does that mean? And that's, you know, scoop that Elliot Friedman had last week that, you know, maybe they're trying to trade him. Hello, Elliot. Every person sitting in every bar stool in Montreal knows that. They're going to try to trade him. But will anyone pick up Carey Price? I mean, they made him available to the Kraken for free. Like, they didn't have to uh, they didn't yeah. have to give up anything, and they didn't want to take him. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I can't see many takers. No, I listen, I don't. There's many people that are close to the situation that believe that Carey Price is a Montreal Canadian for life. They'll never be able to trade him. Uh, there's a lot of people that take a look at the bio numbers and they don't think those numbers make sense either. But look, you know, if Elliot, look, Elliot Freeman's one of the best in the world. That of course, was, all right. Okay. So now, yes, yes, yes. You know, and I know, and Elliot knows that the Montreal Canadiens are trading Carey Price. All right. Anyone who doesn't know that by now is either incredibly naive or incredibly unintelligent. All right. Of course, they're trying to trade him. They weren't able to get rid of him for free to the Seattle Kraken. 
but they probably, you know, have some information that, you know, there could be a team or two that are saying, hey, you know what, we'll consider it. Let's see if uh, if he can play some games. Let's see where he's at. Dr. Mulder comes out. Dr. Mulder says that Carey Price can still play for several years, and that's a message that has made, you know, it's gone around the National Hockey League. So I say, and I've said this, I thought this before, it wouldn't have shocked me otherwise, but he will get in some games this year. I would bet on that. Would I bet the house? No, but I bet a dollar or two. They're going to be hosting Ottawa on Tuesday. They're going to be in Jersey on Thursday. They'll be in Toronto on Saturday. Wouldn't it be amazing if he would play the Leafs hockey night in Canada on Saturday? But my guess is going to be that Carey Price, if he comes back this season, will play his first game one week from today, next week, Monday, when the Canadians host the Winnipeg Jets at the Bell Center. My gut tells me his first game will be home in front of this fan base. Then again, maybe you you start him on the road where there's no pressure. You just don't know. There's been such a lack of clarity. So you you might be right. Maybe you play. Brendan, I don't think they'd want to start him at Toronto where there's, you know, if Austin Matthews goes off and all of a sudden he's got three, I I don't think they want to do that. Right. And this could go south so badly, as you say. I mean, what if his first game is terrible? How's that going to look? You know, and and it could well be. He hasn't played since since early July. So, all right. uh, Speaking of not playing. On to my next next subject, but not before I talk to you about MatrixHomeFitness.ca, my Matrix T75 treadmill, my roar, and my bike that's on its way, Brendan Kelly. Bring it home. Discover a club-quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. With all the injuries the Canadians have had, you would think that uh, more than, uh, you know, they, they've had their, 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 their fair share of treadmill, I would think, during this time off. And uh, I want to tell you this. Let me put the glasses on for this one because this is very important, okay? Bet the house. Take a look at my hoodie. Isn't it beautiful? All right. We're doing an exclusive merch giveaway. Click the Betway link in the description of this video or on social media and sign up and get a 100% deposit bonus. Send us a picture of your bet slip and we will send you a free Bet the house hoodie, as well as receiving the bonus. Now, this is an exclusive hoodie that we only will be giving to people that use our link and sign up with Betway. You got that? Okay, good. Now that that's out of the way, Logan Mayu, I had this conversation with your buddy, Stu Cowan of the Montreal Gazette and HockeyInsideOut.com yesterday, as a matter of fact. Stu is of the belief that the Canadians at one point here, we'll trade Logan Mayu, and he won't play a game for the Canadians. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens, but I think the Canadians also have a responsibility now that they drafted him, and for some will say they made a mistake. Most will say that. But now that they drafted him, they have a responsibility in rehabilitating him, showing him the way, and not abandoning him, not letting him go. Call me naive. I think they're going to keep Logan Mayu. But this one here, I would not bet on. Will Logan Mayu play a game for the Montreal Canadiens, Brendan Kelly? Yes or no? Because a lot of people are looking at this management team and saying, we like you, but we'll love you if you repair a mistake that the previous management team made. Your thoughts? I have to say, I I don't think he'll play for the Montreal Canadiens. Because you know what? 
You go back to, you know, one of the more fascinating questions around the Habs over the last year is what changed in Jeff Molson's mind from being 110% behind Bergevin to firing him? And I believe the thing that tilted it was the, 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 the controversy around Logan Mayu. And we talked about this before. And I think that what happened is that, that Bergevin and his PR boss, Paul Wilson, and that's why he was fired, in my humble opinion, is because they told him, it'll be okay. We can get Mayu. There'll be a little bit of a scandal. Don't worry about it, Jeff. Everything's going to be okay. Well, everything wasn't okay. And there's still a bitterness there. And there are people, there are serious hockey fans who said, I'm checking out of the Habs because of this. And it's a very serious issue. And, and sponsors. And sponsors. I'm not, and I'm, yes, and I'm not, yeah, the sponsorship issue. And I'm not here, it's very um, important to say, I don't want to f- say that I'm beating up on this young man. The guy made a mistake. The, everyone, everyone is, is, is allowed a chance at rehabilitation and a second chance. But this guy said, I don't want to be drafted. He publicly said that that week. And the Canadian, and more particularly Mark Bergevin, said, we're going to draft you anyways. And it really hurt. And it really it really tarnished the image of the Canadian. And now you come in with Gorton and Hughes and, there's, and then Martin St. Louis, and you've got this incredible good amount of goodwill around the team, right? We're all loving this, even though they're still in last place. And there's a sense... That we're really, for, you know, the team is moving in the right direction for the first time in a very long time. And that even predates the Bergevin era. Then you bring, just think about it next summer. Let's say you bring back Logan Mayu and he's at training camp and then he's in the lineup. And it's all just going to come back and it's going to be really ugly. I think they're going to want to avoid that. And, you know, by all accounts, the guys are really good players. So it'd be nice to have them. But you know what? There's a lot of really good defensemen. You know, it's a very interesting story here. Now that they've signed Jordan Harris, they got Goulet coming, Romanov looking really solid out there under uh, Martin Saint Louis. So it's uh, you know the, all of these guys uh, coming up, uh, and 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 they picked up Barron in, in that trade. So you wonder, uh, you begin to think, hmm, maybe they're beefing up so that they're going to be able to unload Mayu in the summer, and there yeah. undoubtedly will be someone will take him. Okay. And say we don't need him. Having said that, listen, uh, let me get this out of the way right away, okay? I'm not going to lose any sleep if the Montreal Canadiens trade Logan Mayu. I want to get that out of the way right away and make that, you know, abundantly clear. Um, having said that, think about, you know, um, the support groups that they set up. Think about the work that they could do. Think about the positive work that Mayu can do speaking at schools, going around, raising awareness. There's there's a way that they could make a positive out of what was a very, very negative situation, I think. Now, on another note, and this from a hockey perspective, okay, I want you to think of the Canadians' depth chart going forward, okay? Now, this is not a moral issue. Now, we, we talked moral issue first, and now we're going to talk hockey second, okay? Yeah. Um. Jordan Harris, left-handed defenseman. Joel Edmondson, left-handed defenseman. Corey Schooneman, left-handed defenseman. Alexander Romanov, left-handed defenseman. Caden Gooley, left-handed defenseman. Right-handed defenseman. David Savard, Justin Barron, Logan Mayu. 
They don't have a tremendous amount of depth at right-handed defensemen, not to mention they don't have any other six foot five defensemen among their prospects either. And they don't have a guy whose shot is among the hardest in the world. Because Logan Mayu is a six foot five right-handed defenseman whose shot is among the hardest slap shots in the world. So from a hockey perspective, I'm going to tell you, if they trade that guy, players like that, they don't grow on trees. No, you're right from a hockey perspective, but I think they will take a bigger perspective on it. And I think the fact of the matter is that, 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 that the young D, you're right, is way more on the left side. But the young D is looking better than it has in at least a decade. And also, the other thing to keep in mind is there's all kinds of uh, chatter out there that Gorton and Hughes are going to be interested in the uh, free agent market. So maybe they get a good right-handed defenseman, not a superstar, obviously, but they get yeah. a good right-handed D-man uh, come free agency. You're my right-hand man, and I hope to see you at Lacage on Saturday, April 23rd. Not I hope to see you. You better be there, well, and you better be sitting at my table. Just don't touch my chicken wings. I, I would never dare do that, and I'm making a SCA promise that I'll be there, Tony. By the way, your uh, your meal that night is on me. Really? Now I'm definitely Not exactly on me, but I mean, I will pay for your. I meal. hope it's I, you got that. I love it. I love the cash. Yeah. I'd love to be there. I'll be there. Good. All right. Hey, listen. This podcast, I want you to tell your friends about it. Tell your friends, Brendan, that they can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram at The Sick Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel because it's absolutely for free, unlike you, who cost me a lot of money every time you come on. But it's okay because you, like me, are sick. It's The Sick Podcast. Have a good one, Brendan. Great. See you later, Tony. Cheers, my man. That's it. I'm Marinero. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.